This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Make You Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We'll get to MLB Rookie of the Year markets in just a bit. But first... Some really, really tough news for the Texas Rangers, especially involving starting pitcher Jacob DeGrom. He is scheduled to have Tommy Tommy John surgery and will be out for the rest of this season and perhaps all of next season as well. Tore his UCL in his right elbow. He hasn't pitched since April 28th. Joe, granted, this is someone who has gotten hurt a good bit uh, in recent memory, but... Went to a new ball club, thought maybe uh, the change of scenery could, could help him out in terms of just staying out there on the mound. Uh, but as it turns out, uh, he is done for the rest of this year and maybe more. Yeah, uh, listen, it, it sucks. It really does. He's one of the great pitchers that we've seen. And unfortunately, a big part of the storyline with his career has been that he's unable to stay healthy. But that is the case with most pitchers. It's not a question of when. It, I, it's just like, it's not if, it's when, rather. It's, you know the injuries are going to happen, and it's worse for some uh, more than others. And that's been a problem. And I understand getting tempted by Jacob DeGrom. I can't really sit here and crush the Rangers at all because I'd be doing the same thing. Get him out of the Mets culture. Maybe we, I, I trust our guys. We know something more. We've been healthier. Our group of uh, pitchers than what's been going on with the New York Mets for a number of years and years. And um, yeah, it just stinks. It stinks for the game. It stinks for the Rangers. And if you, the fascinating thing is looking ahead, they have put themselves in an awesome position. you know, And they've missed the Grom for much of that and where they sit in the playoff race, the kind of conversations that they're having right now, they're, they have a four and a half game lead in the AL West. They have the second best record in the American leagues. Everybody's just gone gaga over the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, don't tell anyone. The second best team in the, in that league is the Texas Rangers. What are they going to do? They don't have like a top three, top five farm system, but it's pretty good without DeGrom. Are they going to push their chips to the center of the table once we get close to the trade deadline? Uh, that's going to be fascinating. But it it just stinks. It just stinks. I was hopeful that that he was going to stay healthy. And, you know, you can't do I told you so. Everybody, you know, was hoping that this was not going to happen, but it happened again. Yeah. Second time he'll miss the rest of this season, all of next season. He signed a five-year yeah. deal. Um, Eovaldi, 
he had two Tommy John surgeries, so I guess there's hope that he'll come back. DeGrom <laughs> will come back and play at some point. I do think his tears and his emotions were genuine. I mean, high expectations. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're letting everyone down, including yourself. So it's just disappointing as someone um, who's up against uh, Ed Egros in that division. I placed a Rangers bet to win it. Uh, very disappointed over here. But, hey, like you said, Joe, you never know. The Rangers have a ton of money. Anything is possible there. But um, feel bad for DeGrom. But hopefully, um, you know, he can get back on the field and uh, play well at some point. But uh, it won't be anytime soon. Yeah, Aaron, I mean, tough news for Rangers fans to stomach, but let's hear from Jacob deGrom, because I know if Rangers fans are not feeling so good, he certainly isn't. It's tough, so, but, you know, I, I went through this before, and, you know, I know what it takes to get back, um, so that's the goal, go out there, you know, rehab as the best I can, and, and be around to help, you know, any way I can, um, you know, we got a special group here, um, and and then I'll be able to be out there and you know, help them win. That it's tanks. So this is what we love to do. But you know, finding this out, coming here, want, wanting to be out there here and helping the team. You know, it's a, it's a disappointment. So yeah, it's really really tough to hear. You know, he is a competitor first and foremost, and when he's out there, Joe, he is absolutely electric. But as we talked about before, when you are a starting pitcher of his age, expected to throw 100 miles per hour, then that does lead to health concerns. And certainly they existed coming in, but the Rangers felt like it was still worth giving him a, a five-year, $185 million deal. And now, uh, you know, Jacob deGrom is out for this year and likely next. And as and as well, the Rangers are uh, in a heap of trouble as far as uh, what's going to happen to them. At the same time, though, are they? I will say that are they in a heap of that's trouble? Where I was go. That's what I was I getting to, Jake. No, that's what I was getting to. Handlebar is that <laughs> the Rangers are plus one fifty five to win the American League West, and I mm -hmm. wonder if there's some betting value there because they have a lead. I mean, look. We remember the Dodgers' epic run winning all those National League West titles, and it felt like, oh, they just figured it out, and then suddenly the Giants had a really good year. They've come back down to reality since, but they just had one really good year where it all came together. Maybe that's what's going on with the Rangers, because at plus 155, having the lead that they do, and the Astros having some real concerns as far as, you know, health with some stars, the pitching staff, you know, not having that obvious Cy Young guy, aside from maybe Framber Valdez, I, I look at this and go at plus 155 when the market is probably reacting to this DeGrom news. Maybe there's some value there. I do think they're going to have to add, though. Now, it's – look, it's a massive loss. We know that. And he only gave them 30 innings this year. But it was yeah. about the rest of the season. Once he returned and you get him into that rotation on a regular basis, he was – with, with such little uh, playing time, he was still the second most valuable pitcher they have behind Eovaldi. Even Eovaldi at age 33, is he going to be able to keep this up? That's too much to ask as far as I'm concerned. With his 2-2-4 ERAs, 2-4-5 FIP, his, he's worth nearly three wins on fan graphs already. That, you can't ask him to keep up that pace. 
So they're going to have to add. And, you know, guys like uh, Dane Dunning, he's a guy that's had injury history in his past. Is he going to keep this up? And John Gray's been pretty solid as well. Uh, Marcus Simeon's numbers have been off. If we didn't have an Otani thing where he's an odds-on favorite, like people would be saying, you know, with a little bit of value, maybe we should be talking more about Marcus Simeon with everything that he's done with his numbers, and he's on a really good team. Uh, do we trust Adolis Garcia to keep this going? I, I do think they have to add. As much as they've accomplished having that second-best record in the AL and everything they've done with you know, DeGrom giving them so little, uh, they're going to have to supplement this roster as far as I'm concerned. I think even before the season started, when I bet on the Rangers to win the division, I was counting on them needing to add, just thinking if any team can do it, it's them because they, they do spend big money. So I think I'm with you, Joe. If they've got a chance to win the division, I think they need to add. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And sometimes I wonder if the market forgets that ball clubs are allowed to add that just because you <laughs> see the numbers uh, are where they are. It's uh, oh, well, then they're playing, they're rolling the dice with who they've got. No, the Rangers are, you know, very much in a win now mentality. They are investing heavily. That's why, you know, we have, uh, you know, Marcus Simeon, you know, playing as well as he has. It's why the pitching staff has been so impressive is because they're finally investing the, the call-ups are working out, et cetera, et cetera. So the Rangers are now in a position to be successful. So why not invest a little bit more in that? And they certainly have the pieces to do so. Yeah, Aaron. And also I was banking on angels uh, subtracting <laughs> quite significantly. Well, they might. They might. Still on the I don't table. Think the angels, I don't think the angels are going to catch them. They, they and then I, the same... no answer for the Astros. So I was really just banking on Rangers add, Angels subtract, don't know what's happening with the Astros, and then that's why I placed the bet. <laughs> are we so, sure the Angels are subtracting? Are we absolutely sure of this? No, well, they don't have to they subtract. Do. They're not going to be in the dance, so it just doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. You also still have a month and a half till the trade deadline, so it's still very much on the table. I think is the point. I, I suppose it could happen. I mean, if it plummets, then okay, fine. But I mean, it, it's not you know a guarantee that suddenly the Angels are going to stink like last year, where they plummeted significantly, and then there was no way of getting out of that hole. But. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're at that position. I think the pitching is very much different. Uh, they're, they're hitting a lot better as far as four through nine is concerned. Uh, so, I mean, can the Angels still get a wild card spot? Absolutely. And I think they will definitely try to get that. 
uh, which means that they're not going to be subtracting significantly. If you know what I mean. <laughs> the, uh, what? Boy. What is the sell point? What's the sell point? Is it is it under five hundred? Is it like is it seven games back in the wild card? What is the if we're trying to figure it like like if we're mid July? It's, it's playoffs. It's playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. Not, if, if they're how many games back is what I'm saying. Because there's such a log jam in the A and the AL East, I wonder if it's say like five games back of the wild card or something like that. I mean, the yeah. division is a tad far fetched at this point, but in terms of you know a wild card spot, if if it's going to take a lot for them to get back, and there's really no sign of them being in contention, uh, you know, also too there there were significant injuries to the Angels last year, you know, especially pertaining to Mike Trout. If they have that as well, where it's hard to find a path for them to get a wild card spot, whether it is, say, being five to seven games back or having significant injuries to players who may not come back anytime soon, then that probably is the sell point. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, one of the they have one of the toughest remaining schedules in baseball. They have a top five tough. They've got the Rays six more times, the Rangers ten. Got a series with the O's, the Braves, Astros six times. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. No, no, it won't. But that division's not easy at all, and yeah. that that exactly. also matters a you know a great deal. I mean, we haven't talked about Seattle very much, and we know that that ceiling can be quite True. high if they put it all together. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Thirty. You know, I I don't know if Seattle 30. makes the postseason. Yeah, I don't know if Seattle makes but the postseason, right but you know they're going to be scrappy. Yeah, they'll be right there mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, if mm-hmm. if nothing else, they're still going to be part of that wild card conversation uh, at least through August, you'd think. Uh, but that just goes to show how tight that division is and how tough the AL East is as well. And so that that sell point may not be that low, but they're nowhere near that point right now. They They need to plummet a good bit more for things to be a little bit more obvious as far as what they should be doing. So let's move on now to Rookie of the Year. And we get to this because uh, L.A. De La Cruz got called up, uh, played in his first major league ball game for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was absolutely electric against the Dodgers. A double, couple of walks, top two exit velocities in the ball game, including a 112-mile-per-hour scorcher off of his bat. Yet at the same time, Joe, he's 12-1 to to win Rookie of the mm. Year. Corbin Carroll is a massive favorite at minus 135, then a massive cliff after that. But Ellie De La Cruz just gets called up, and he now has the fourth shortest odds at 12 to 1 to win Rookie of the Year in the National League. I and, and bet of GM nine to one. He's second on wow. the NL Rookie of the Year odds board just because he was called up, just because of all that excitement. And this happens every year. Now I there's a lesson here it's been talked about in the past if you follow the game if you follow what's happening with the reds and all the uh all the all the names that they have listed under this market for nl rookie of the year you know their farm system stacked and you knew that ellie ellie de la cruz was going to come up pretty soon two weeks ago de la cruz was 50 to 1 and today he's 9 to 1 after one game because just getting called up. Now, yes, you can, you can get good value there because if you can project things a little bit, you understand that the player is going to be called up or maybe you're taking a little bit of a guess on how the Cincinnati Reds were going to 
you're going to do that, but um, it, it would be nice to have that 50 to one ticket in your pocket right now. But the bottom line is, is he going to catch Corbin Carroll? I mean, that's it. A 142 weighted runs created plus. There's a reason uh, Carroll is the odds on favorite at this stage in the season, minus 135, just about everywhere. But uh, I, I thought that was the most interesting storyline. The steam was just the excitement about this market. We haven't talked a, l- a lot about it outside of Carroll versus Outman. That's been the only conversation that I've heard much of the season for NL Rookie of the Year. But now De La Cruz adds a different wrinkle. It reminds me of a year ago when O'Neal Cruz got all that hype and all that steam when he was called up for the Pirates. Hmm. So let me it's jump in here. Let me jump in here, Aaron, because when I looked at, say, the last 10 Rookie of the Year guys, five in the American League, Mm -hmm. five in the National League, only two of them were called up in late May, early June, around this time of year, and then went on to win Rookie of the Year honors. Jordan Alvarez and Michael Harris II for the Braves last year. So chances are you need to have been called up earlier say at the start of the season or maybe as a september call up from the prior year to win rookie of the year honors because you have all that additional time if Fangraphs war which is an aggregate stat if, if you're able to aggregate enough stats then you're already ahead and so to me de la cruz does not pose some great value but look fantastic player really electric it's just that corbin carroll is off to a hot start he's going to be really really hard to catch up this is betql daily presented by betmgm coming up next more live talk and one player has come out with some very very harsh words right here on the beck ql network